That's good. And I like your little setup. That's cool. Oh, man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, it's been a crazy whirlwind past few months, man. I've got, at least I've got now, since I think the last time you're here, I've got central heating and air here in the studio. Yeah. I've got a side door now, and the back wall is closed off. I haven't finished oh. finishing it up yet. It's getting there. Um, gotcha. I don't know. I don't know if I, well, there's no way to switch the cameras on this thing. Uh, but like I said, I got central and air, and, and slowly but surely, one step at a time. Well, I'm going to like jump through the uh, screen and get over your right shoulder and I'm just going to hop on that board right quick. Come <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> on <all> down. <laughs> so you're actually one of the people that have taken advantage of when I tell somebody they can come back on. I mean, it come on back on, you know, it, it'd be yeah. a little bit, a little bit different, but it won't be much different. We'll still talk and see projects you got going on. Conversations. Absolutely. Stuff. Absolutely. Well, you know, first of all, I, I appreciate you having me come back on. Are you recording now? Yeah, it's recording. Okay. All right. So uh, I, I guess we need to fill in the gap since the last time we spoke, <laughs> huh? Yep. Let me do the intro part first. Everybody, this is the Georgia Songbirds. If you guys didn't know, we always kind of just talk before it anyway. And this is Mr. Gino Jobert. And I know I, know I say that because he's from uh, up there, New Orleans, Louisiana. Go ahead, Gino. Hey, man, thanks for having me, Jesse. Uh, it's always great to, uh, you know, intermingle with uh, my friends from Atlanta. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff kicking off, and I look forward to filling you in on all the details. Okay. Yeah, and like I said, guys that are, when you listen to this, when when I say you can come back, like I, I've told them here, you're more than welcome to. I mean, the, the interviews are always conversation-style pieces. Uh, we do album reviews and their conversation style pieces. Um, we're going to do have you heards and what I would like to start doing. Um, I got to get a little bit more organized part on it is like when we do these zoom interviews like this is mm -hmm. to have guests come on, like maybe one or two people will listen in. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they can yeah. and at the end to be a little Q and a with, with them. Great idea. So they can ask you, I did that with one. Uh, I had Anthony Mossberg come on. Uh, he's up in, he's in Nashville. He's from Ohio. And my, uh, uh, I do the, have you heard? I don't know if you know that, but we do have you heard where we basically just listen to music and we try to yeah. stomp each other. And, uh, my drummer oh, okay. loved, I mean, he's just in love with Anthony Mossberg and he played a song and I was like, okay, I, I tagged him and he reached back out. And uh, he came on the show and my drummer begged me. He goes, please let me in on this conversation. I want to talk to him. I'm like, all right. So I felt like I was doing one of those, uh, the, the children healthcare thing, you know, where they, the, the miracle networks, giving him yeah. his, his wish to make a wish foundation. And he, he, he did, he listened. I mean, it didn't go at the end like I wanted it to, because instead of asking questions, he said, I just want to tell you how much I love you. Your music's great. He said, I don't know how many times, but, <laughs> but the idea was there and it was born from that. Right. Right. Well, you know, a lot of times in life, um, discoveries are made by accident, mm -hmm. especially in a, in a, in a field of creativity, whether you're a visual artist or auditory artist. Um, a lot of times more things are, are found by mistakes than they are, you know, like, Oh, I just knew I was going to play it like this. You know, I was going to draw it out like that. Um, so, but, but i tell you what, I, I would love to just start filling in the gaps for you because we have a lot going on since we last spoke, man. It's almost like a whole new life. That's cool. 
well, this is, this is your hour, brother. You just do what you got to do. Well, we got a tour coming up uh, beginning in June, and I partnered up with a Canadian artist by the name of Tarakai Mains, and um, I also partnered up with the Southern Outlaws. And when we first started talking, it all started with an embryotic idea um, that most people would say, that's crazy. There's no way it started like this. But Tara and I, we're, we're similar in that we're solo artists, but we usually have to uh, get session musicians to come in and play the instruments we don't play. And so we don't have a band per se. So what happened was she says, I'd really like to go on tour. I said, you know, I, I, I would really like to do that too. She says, but we don't have a band. I said, I think I know somebody. And this is how it all began right here. So I contacted my friend with the Southern Outlaws in Ohio. It's funny you say that because I always have these universal synchronicities that are happening, you know. But anyway, so Arliss was like, yeah, man, let's do it. So from the time that that conversation took place in a lot of part of November to now, um, what's happened, it's, it's been a snowball effect to the nth degree. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, has it kept me busy here? <laughs> but like, uh, I have no life anymore, but it's the best life. Um, so what happened next was we began to coordinate tour mapping. So um, we started planning the route. And then the next thing happened was uh, Tara got a hold of somebody from AEG Worldwide, which they actually have a venue in Atlanta, the Easter, which is a pretty new venue but it's state-of-the-art sound and lighting and all that good stuff. Um, so then the next thing happened was then we started getting um, people expanding the team as needed, you know. And uh, so I, I brought on two friends of mine, um, Paul Lenny, who has worked uh, Big Bad Wolf Productions out of Atlanta before. And he also had one of the largest rehearsal spaces in Atlanta, for a long time. So uh, he's going to help with promotions and going after corporate sponsors. Then we also have uh, Kim Riley. And Kim's worked with a lot of Grammy artists over the years. And she is a beast in her field as well. Once again, with promotion and, uh, and uh, booking rooms. So those are integral parts. You know, if, if you get the right people on any team, you can do just about anything. Mm -hmm. And so we've begun going after sponsors, just released a new song uh, a couple of days ago called Hamster Wheel. And we're getting phenomenal feedback on that, both the video and the song itself. Okay. Yeah. I saw the, the hamster wheel. And yeah, anytime, like I said, that's what I, I tell everybody when you come on a show, it, it does take a, it, it takes a lot of people. It's a lot of work. You could do it on your own, but it's so much easier if you have people that help you. And so when you have those people, you should give them, you should give them all the love and shouts out in the world. And I have no problem with that from anybody from the top to the bottom. You got them, you, you give them, you give them their time in the sun because it, right. Trust me when I, I've been working on a, a daggum band, <coughs> uh, an album on a how long. And once I actually get it done, uh, all this stuff that you talk promotion and stuff, people that talk, tell me, trust me, I'm going to go back and talk to her. I listen and I put it back in and it, it helps everybody. It's a business it's a business of networking and I, I'm glad that you came back on. And I, I know Tara just from the, the countdown. I haven't met her yet. She's been on the countdown, I think before, okay. uh, but I haven't met her. Yeah. 
So now watch how these uh, dots connect. So then we get a major media sponsor behind us and the disability channel out of Toronto. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, TV as well as Sirius XM. Okay. And so that's, that's a huge part of the puzzle and the pieces, you know, because that helps uh, make the attraction that much better for corporate sponsorship. Um, so then we uh, coupled with, you know what, uh, I'm a veteran, so is Arliss from the Southern Outlaws. And it's like, you know, th there's so much that's not done for uh, people who have, you know, risked their lives for freedom and stuff like that. So we decided let's also try to help people who uh, are in need. Because at the end of the day, um, we all live within a community of itself. And the more people start coming back together and working together, the quicker they'll say, oh, wow, we've just raised the vibe in our community because we're now working together instead of, you know, it's me against the world. You know? <laughs> so um, we, we got a, a organization that um, it's called Project Diehard.org. And uh, Brian Gibson is the founder of that. And what he's doing is helping get people off the ledge because the suicide rate in this country among veterans is around 20%, whereas the everyday populace number is around 1%. So that's huge. And so he's actually helped a lot of people from actually pulling that trigger or whatever method they, they choose to commit suicide. So he's got some things working there, but um, but between all the different parties who are now, as this team continues to grow and expand, uh, it's, it's just phenomenal to watch um, what we can achieve by working together. Yeah. And to talk about the, uh, the military, my wife is a military. She's still, she's still in, she's been in 27 years now. I think she's actually on annual training orders right now. So she, she's gone for like two weeks and you mentioned suicide and it's, again, we talk, these, the, the dots connect. You talk about how this stuff is just, everything goes on. We did, uh, my drummer, Patrick, who I was telling you about, like he was in love with Anthony Mossberg and, you know, he was like, I oh, was so excited. He had his best friend. We wrote a song, you know, we, I write the songs, but for the band got excited. I kind of gave them into the songwriting bug that now they're in it. And he had a buddy that was, um, a sniper in the military and his best friend was killed in front of him. And he had tried suicide multiple times. And so Patrick wanted to write a song for him. So we wrote a song and then we went to the, the local VA um, in Ackworth and did interviews with different, different military people, different soldiers from different branches. And just to get the word out for the, for the uh, suicide awareness and the hotline. And, we got finished with a song. We did the videos. I never could get it ever put out because just things went crazy. But his friend ended up actually committing suicide. So anytime that people do this, I, I'm I'm 100 on board, and I will whatever you need from me. You just you just ask. Well, I'm so glad you said that because I don't believe in coincidence or chance or any of that stuff. Um, 
we, we, we create in this journey our, our, what we manifest through the energy and, and efforts that we put behind anything. So um, we'll, I'll definitely connect some dots with you there. Um, you know, if, if it be connecting you with Brian with project uh, diehard.org or um, with Jay, uh, who's the founder of the Disability Channel. And let me tell you what they're doing. They are taking people in-house and they're basically grooming them to work, whereas nobody else will hire these people. He says, and these are the best workers I've ever had, ever, you know, and they're just grateful to be able to have that chance to work. So they're doing an in-house mentoring program where they can learn different things within the whole media world. And it's, it's phenomenal when you hear stories that all it takes is a little bit of compassion and empathy for your fellow man. And it's amazing because, see, we watch news and things like that, and it's always fear-based, always, okay? But then is it really that bad out there? Because they're, they're never giving you the sunshine. They're always pumping out that. But when you think about it, look for a natural disaster. Look for whether it's a hurricane, tornado, and watch how quickly, even though you may have seen your neighbor for the last 15 years and don't know their name, but in a time of disaster, how quick people begin to work together because they realize that's the only way we're going to get through this hardship this whole time. Right. Absolutely. hundred percent. That's there. That's all they want you to see. They want you to, they want you to live in fear. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, you can go down the street and you meet like, you already say about California, right? California is the crazy. They're all, they're all crazy out in California. And there's, don't get me wrong. There's some crazy people. In California. <laughs> <laughs> when I took my son out there, they were some of the nicest people in the world uh, that I met. They were very nice. They were very laid back uh, for the most part, you know, and it, it's just, that's, that's how it is. They're showing you the 10% of the, the population that is causing trouble right. and the bad mm -hmm. stories. And they're not telling you the 90% of the people that, like you said, are helping in times of need or just helping elderly or helping the military or helping where they should you know that and you'll never know about that and that's why any projects like that like you said what you're doing with brian it send him my way i will love to talk to him like i said if he okay. needs music to it again i got music i'll send it whatever you guys want need just just ask me i'll be more than happy to connect uh brian to you um the next thing is is so what we're looking to do is anybody that's helping us on this tour, we're, we're, we're actually blazing a trail that's never been done before to our knowledge. And what that is, is free indie artists to go out and book a 73, 74 stop tour um, with, with nice size rooms and venues. Okay. So the funny thing is, is when we first started having this conversation back in November, the three of us, Southern Outlaws hadn't been invited to go play Super Bowl on the Too Hot radio stage. Um, now they're the first Southern rock group to ever be invited to play at the BET Awards. So that'll be June 20th in Los Angeles. Um, so the momentum on all our trains is continuing to build like a snowball going downhill. And it's just picking up steam and picking up momentum and getting bigger and growing faster. And it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Strap on. You wanted it right. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But, you know, it, 
So if there's anything that I would really like to say is that we, we have a website dedicated now um, for the tour, especially, and for all of us, it's called um, goodfriendsworldtour.com. Mm -hmm. um, and we also have a YouTube channel now dedicated just for that. Um, and I'm also going to have a QR code from my project, dieheart.org. Um, where people can send straight donations and we're out of the loop on it. That goes straight to them. Mm -hmm. And there are one of those charities where they're hundred percent transparent with their finances, which I love that because they're not using the nonprofit model as a way to just, you know, take all these donations and live high on a hog, you know? So, um, and, and it's sad because as a society as a whole, more people will give money to these charities that are run in opposite. That is just a couple of people benefiting from it unlike the real charities where like just about everything is going towards helping the cause, you know? So um, it, 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 those are some things that, it, you know, anybody that's supporting any part of this tour, whether it's buying a ticket to a show, making a direct contribution, we are giving parts of our proceeds to help project die Hard and the disability channel in, in uh, Toronto. So um, it, it's a way we all can work together and, and create something beautiful, magic, not just good music. It's good friends coming together. You know, I, I like that. And you said that like 73 stops. So where are you playing exactly? Where are some of the venues or stops that you're coming to? Okay. So like, for example, um, it's going to start in Cleveland, Ohio. So Jacob's Pavilion would be one, like since you're in Atlanta, uh, like I said, it'd be the Eastern, okay. um, but like we have like Raising Canes in Baton Rouge. We have, um, we even um, have communication with Red Rocks, which that's number one on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great venue, you know. Um, but we also have some smaller venues, but they're epic in, in nature. Like, for example, um, out in Los Angeles, the Whiskey A Go Go, which is not a big room because it's only about 500 people, but it's so iconic. That place has been there over 50 years and yep. the list of iconic musicians that have played there are just endless, you know? Oh yeah. The whiskey at go, -Go. it's funny. I've, I've just talked to a guy. I talked to some of the people I don't remember when, but we had this conversation about the whiskey at go, -Go Cause I've heard of that. I mean, you can go back from Jim Morrison to Motley Crude. I mean, like for, for a while, that's where a lot of bands that came from California kind of, started it all was mm. at the whiskey you know yep i started off in whiskey too but not a go-go <laughs> <laughs> i got some jesse james whiskey up in the, in the cupboard <laughs> that's funny you would say that because the southern outlaws just got uh endorsed by um it's a new whiskey on the market a lot of people haven't heard of it yet but based on what we understand about their model, they just won a major award for whiskey. It's super smooth called American Badass. And they're also going to be involved in the, the NASCAR scene pretty soon, um, to the best of my knowledge. So um, th they're probably going to have a car involved in NASCAR and all that, but they're going to be on a rise. So you could say you probably heard it here almost first, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but like, just like so many other things, Red Bull, Tito's, you know, I can remember when nobody knew what that was, you know what I mean? But um, 
but yeah, so it's 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 been a heck of a journey so far, man. It really has. I'm so glad I got back into music. <laughs> yep, and because you had been out for a while, right? Oh, it'd been a long time, like over 15 years. But in the last three years, I've really dedicated going full tilt. I'm all in. Uh, not that to confuse this with no limit poker or anything like that, but I'm all in, you know. <laughs> See, and, and I like that because you know, Gino, Gino is not the youngin anymore. But you're, it doesn't matter. It shows that it doesn't matter how old or how young you are. You just chase what you want, and you'll get. Will you get the the fame or whatever you think you maybe not but what you're going to get you're going to get whatever you deserve you work hard and you get you get things happen that's how it works yeah absolutely so you mentioned like i said hamster wheel so what we'll do is we'll play hamster wheel i'll play that new one here for you great Thank tonight you. um so i'm gonna share the screen with you so you know you know i'm gonna ask you because we did it last time i like stories so you got to tell me the story behind hamster wheel Okay, so I'm going to reveal, I guess, another layer of the onion uh, for, for those who want to know a little bit about me or whatnot, but um, there it is. Yep. Um, so if you think about it, how many of us in this lifetime, we get stuck on a routine and we're doing the same things day in, day out. It's the same old, same old routine. And it's like, you know, we can't blame anybody but ourselves because we've made that choice to live that life that way. And so I got into thinking about, well, you know, I'm really tired of painting, painting houses, and I'm, I'm ready to be done with that um, and ready to do what I love to do. So I'm ready to step off the wheel. And most people are chasing money in life to try to get ahead because they feel like that's going to make their life better. But that's not always the case. Um, there are a lot of people with a lot of money who are miserable. But at the end of the day, when you step off the wheel and you say, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to live life for experience. And that could be going to see new places, going to do new things. That's stepping off the wheel. And I like the art. Who did the art design for the, for the album? Um, I have a guy that I work with um, that... He does both my visual art um, and it's a freelancer. So I deal with a freelancer and then same thing with my video production. I, I write a storyline. Um, and what that storyline does is he, he captures images that, that tell that story. Well, you know, I'm going to mute us and play it. So just uh, thumbs up and hear it.
Who's playing lead in that? A man by the name of Daniel O'Bailey. He's uh, him and I have really teamed up and uh, made a very formidable team. That man can shred that guitar. That is such. He can shred, huh? Oh my god! I'm I'm listening to that, and one of my favorite bands is the Scorpions. And I'm sitting there listening to that, and it was like, oh my god! It sounded like the uh, the the song um, "Still Loving You" when they break into the the the, uh, guitar solo stuff. Oh, I yes, love that song. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife hates when I sing it because it's not in my key and I can't sing it, but I, I, I still try. Yeah, he, he's he got that high, high tenor range. So uh, where it's going into soprano. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm going the other direction, brother. That's, <laughs> I'm, I can get down to the low. I can't get that high. <laughs> From Cabbage Town to Base Town. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, on your on your tour, is it just you guys, did you tear and, and Southern Outlaw, or you got like with a band, or are you doing like a whole just a singer songwriter? Question. So, so I've actually assembled a band that's ready to go out and do this tour with me. At first, I was thinking I might have the Southern Outlaws back me, which they will be backing Tarakai predominantly. Okay, mm-hmm. Tarakai mean. So, um, what we're gonna do is. Um, we're also going to open the door. Now, mind you, this won't be at every venue, but we're going to open the door to allow other indie artists to come up and, you know, have a segment, um, whether it's 15, 20, 30 minutes. But this is also a way to basically expand that net and be able to help more people. I, I like I like that a lot. So I'm throwing my hat in for George. I'm just saying. <laughs> whether you want a singer single or you want a band i'm throwing my name in <laughs> and, and and so to, to kind of segue on that is there is a possibility that we may end up having a reality tv series come from this as well okay and so with that they would be able to catch some of the shenanigans on a bus and things <laughs> that happen behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff but also it would also show us, like, for example, um, as, as we're listening to different acts to where we could say, OK, well, yeah, let's call up Jesse Landers when we and see if he wants to open up for us in Atlanta, that kind of thing. So um, that it, we're not 100 percent sure yet on that. But so that's tentative. But um, that is in, in the realm of possibility. OK. And like I said, if. I love the idea, the idea of going from town to town, doing your things and, and helping other songwriters. Like I said, again, th- this is a whole point of this, the whole point of when I started, this was to, to network with people. 
I know artists. I know artists in every state, just about. It seems like everywhere there's states. I can I can find if you can't find any, which I'm sure you won't have any problem finding any. But if you need names and you want to listen to some, I got a list a mile long, and I'm, I'm I probably can go two miles, but it's there. <laughs> and 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 you know if you, if you think about it, most business owners, um, especially when you start getting into the whole patent trade. Right. When they're patenting their ideas, you know, so many people are so fearful that somebody's going to steal their idea and they're, they're going to get rich off of their idea. And so they hold on to this thing called proprietary information. Right. And if you think about it, when, when you live in, in that context within the paradigm, um, it, it goes against universal law. And, and I brought this up in the first interview with you about universal laws. And and so. In this case, you share your Rolodex or my friend Kim, Kim Riley down in Florida. She just put on a big production with um, and she doesn't hardly ever deal with tribute bands because she's worked with the likes of Chicago or when the fire, you can just go down the list, do brothers, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, but at the end of the day, um, for the love of music. If you think like in the terms of August Rush, which is one of my favorite movies, I follow the music. And there's so many of us out there that follow the music and we do it for the love of, of music. Right. Um, I could care less about fame or fortune. Now, don't get me wrong. If I can make enough money in the music field to where I can put down a paintbrush, I won't be mad. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could care less about fame because, you know, um, as, as a previous great one said, it's just a distraction when people are coming up to you all the time and saying, don't get me wrong. We like to hear it, uh, but, but, you know, can you imagine that good looking woman? That's her whole life. She, everybody's always come up. It gets to be a nuisance after a while. You know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm already seeing a shift in pattern as so many people are noticing the climb, the rise, uh, as I continue to work on my journey for my passion, which mm-hmm. is music, you know? And so more people are starting to come up, oh man, you're, you know, and I like kind of jazz and it's just a distraction. But at the end of the day, when, when somebody's singing my song, I don't care which one it is to me, that's the ultimate form of flattery. It really is. And that's what every songwriter wants to do. You know, that's, that's the idea is that mailbox money. You want to have that money coming in and you can enjoy your other passions. I had somebody, um, I had, I just finished up the Georgia versus Alabama songwriter showdown, Mm -hmm. Uh, Alabama one, Joseph Brooks from Alabama. So when this comes out, they already know Joseph already knows. So congratulations. Uh, But I had a guy actually get mad because he thought that first he thought that he should be ashamed that you're, you're using songwriters and making money as a, as a first off, you know, I was pissed. So I didn't say it for, I didn't say anything to him. Cause I was like, I was so pissed off. I, I know my language is going to come off as real. <laughs> I'm like, it's not going to be polite. What comes out of my mouth. So I, right. I just I kind of ignored it. And then the lady said, well, you don't have to be rude to him. I'm like I wasn't rude. I said, look, I said that the, the, this year's thing happened is so crazy, but you should one, you shouldn't, I don't ever charge anybody to come on to my show. I never charge to be part of the thing. I, the mm. the sponsors. There's nothing wrong with me making money putting this together. However, oh, absolutely not. The sponsors for this year, I haven't seen a dime. What they get is its services. We have a lady here in uh, uh, Georgia in Woodstock, Carrie Hood from Just a Fan of Photography. She does amazing pictures. 
does it for free for the artist. So they, if they're in the area, she'll do it for them and they'll have pictures. Donnie Ham wow. is at the After Dark Studio. The winner gets a single song demo from Donnie. He does the demo for him. Right. And the, and the other one was Social Distant Fest, but you 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 went on their platform and they gave you 174,000 people looking at their platform. That was their take to it. The other place was a, a boat storage. They're the only ones that were going to pay anything, right? And so far, I didn't get the money, but when I do get it, I'm going to split that money with the two finalists. Mm-hmm. So should I feel ashamed? Hell no. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so that was just a male Karen is all that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. And that, and it's funny because you said that about the, the people coming out, they will. And and that's fine. They, everybody doesn't know who to go to. So they, they reach they see somebody going, they're going to leech on and, but it goes back to what we talked about before is when you're doing these open mics and you're doing these, these shows, hang around and talk to people, you know, that's, that's how you meet people. That's how you talk to people. And I tell anybody that will listen, as long as me and you have a great conversation and you're not a, you're not being an ass and pissing me off, then you're welcome to come back anytime you want. And I haven't, I haven't had anybody that way yet. I've had people that I won't let on a show because they were just, completely douchebag but other than that you know right. it's, it's a it's a business it's fun it's a business of meeting people and just get out of your own way and be nice to each other exactly you know when i look back at, at some of the people that i've met in this journey um, even outside of the whole music realm it's so funny how so many people will tell you, oh, yeah, man, you're great. You know, I can't, we'll, we'll meet up again or whatever, and you never see them again. Like in your case, how many people say that they'd love to come back and they don't even reach back out? But mm-hmm. I am the exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> if I say I'm going to do it, you know, in, unless I die or become debilitated, uh, you know, honor to me is, is living up to my commitments, my right. obligations, because my name will always go before myself in, in person. So um, it may sound kind of like the golden rule, but there's nothing wrong with that golden rule. You know, right. um, some people say, well, I'll treat you how you treat me. Well, wait a minute. I don't even like that one because if you treat me like a scumbag, I don't want to return that energy back to you. I'd rather just disassociate, put you in a nothing box and keep my energy and my flow and my sway going this way. You know what I mean? Yep. So <laughs> See, I'm, I'm too hot tempered that, that I'll, first of all, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to paintbrush you first and then I'm going to go away. Then we'll ask questions later. <laughs> See, and I, I tell people that when definitely I come on a show more than once, I try to get out to see people. I try to get out to play, but I mean, you got to understand when here's my, here's my life. Right. So I could tell, put my calendar. My wife is gone for two weeks because of the military. My mother-in-law just moved in. We put her into the, we built a, I built the studio here, but where I divided it off the other side of the garage is her bedroom apartment. So I've been working on that. So now every day I've got, I've got my kids. They got, I've got twins that are 13 years old. I have custody of my niece who's 16 years old. So if I'm not doing boy scouts, girl scouts, cheerleading, gymnastics, podcast interviews um i'm sure there's something else i'm forgetting now construction, music. construction. construction. <laughs> yeah my, my business here comes now here comes the uh 
Now here comes the music stuff. Okay, well, I play stuff too. So I try to get out. If I'm not playing and I want to see somebody, I try. Like you came to town, I wanted to come see you guys and hang out with you. I just couldn't do it. Right. So I remember that. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I remember it too. I, I, I hate it when I like, I want to. And I like, cause I'm like you, my, to me, when you say something, you do it. That's just yeah. the way I was raised. You, you say something, you can do it. Yeah. There's circumstances, obviously that you can't and situation. Some people, I get it. You know, they're, they're trying to get their name out. They're trying to make their money. They're trying to get, they're trying to do whatever is best for them. I get it. I hold them no ill will. That's, that's completely fine. What I have problems with is like that guy that wants to run his mouth and thinking I don't deserve the time or the money to, to for the effort. I'll, I'll do this for free. I do it. And I can tell you right now I do it for free because <laughs> that or the studio will be built already. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just for love and but, passion. But, but, but ask him if he would do his job for free. Oh, I know he wouldn't. I don't even know what he does, but I can yeah. tell you, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, right it now. doesn't matter. He wouldn't. I guarantee you. <laughs> you know, that's why I call him a male Karen. <laughs> that's uh, Aaron. The yes. cage just fell off. <laughs> I call, I call him Richard. Cause I don't know him well enough. Call him Dick. Okay, I got you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call him Aaron. That's the male Karen. Okay, follow up. So you mentioned all the other stuff you got. What else you got going on too besides your tour? Are you doing like an album or what's going on, Gina? Yeah, I'm, I'm still putting songs together for the album. In fact, um, this is the studio behind me, and we're working on a song called Ride or Die right now. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny thing about Ride or Die, think about this. How many people who have been in the military? love motorcycles right how many people who ride motorcycles um have some kind of loved one associated that's probably a disabled vet then you take things like uh just the term itself ride or die um well if you're my ride or die i know you got my back no matter what and that's kind of like that whole military thing you know within your company your your group um you know you're there to cover your brother's back you know or sister and and so the the, the idea of um, just imagine because I always like to think big. I think Pink Floyd had such a monumental influence in my life and more than just music is because uh, they did everything big. But just imagine if more people had more ride or dies in their world, their life. And so you instead of having a piece of coverage, one person or two, you got blanket coverage on a multitude of people that are near and dear to your heart. So that's where I'm going with this. Okay. And, and like I said, I, I ride motorcycles. My wife says a military, everything you just said, I can relate to 100%. I don't know how she would, would like it if I called her my ride or die. Cause she, there's certain words she doesn't like, like wifey. She goes, you do not call me wifey. She hates wifey. <laughs> and then I go, my bad. She goes, nope, she hates my bad. And then it is what yeah. it is. She hates those saying. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to call her that and see what she does <laughs> but my boo she doesn't like my boo either <laughs> you my ride or die uh, boo <laughs> wait hold up i'll take one but not both <laughs> be specific which one do i have to drop off all right so when do you think the album will be uh be finished I am, I'm hoping for June, but I don't like doing timetables because at the end of the day, and I know you're going to be able to relate to this, Jesse, is I don't like to rush perfection and I'll never put a piece of music out there that I'm not 100% satisfied with, you know? Mm -hmm. um, once again, my name, my image, 
Uh, but it's without trying to sound like a smart ass whenever it's done, you know, it's like when it's done, then I put it out there. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, we're, we're making great strides because um, I've kind of tapped back into my old creative juices and flow and um, I'm not having any roadblocks as far as mental blocks and not coming up with hooks of some nature, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, well, I don't remember what songs we listened to. So we need some more of yours. Um, you, um, you did well, the first time you had me on, I think it was just can't live without you and time for a change because yeah. what you had played that time. Cause I know you released some more and like I said, I've been putting, um, I've got, a, I've got a spreadsheet. I can show you. I got a, a spreadsheet. It's the only way I can keep up with it is I got a spreadsheet of everybody that I play in new music Monday, uh, in the weekly top 10 countdown. That way I can keep them in order. Otherwise I would just go insane trying to remember everything. Cause my, my oh. brain would does not work that way. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, not. can, can I ask you one question here? Absolutely. Okay, so because I, 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 I love asking this to people, especially if they have some capacity within the music realm. Since you play, you totally get what I'm saying. But um, like when you heard Hamster Wheel, is, is there any type of influences you could detect in listening to that that song? Um, Scorpions came to mind just for the for the guitarist. All right, Scorpions um, for the guitarist. For, that's what it made me think of. Uh, I'd have to listen it again to to get another visual of somebody that can influence in it mm-hmm. because I was I was dropping my panties for the guitar so I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not wearing panties. I hope <laughs> not anymore. I dropped them. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Silly me. <laughs> so no, I I heard Scorpion and I mean with your piano playing and stuff, you got a little bit of a Billy Joel in there too. So it reminds me of that. But yeah, I'd have to really listen to it again to get uh, any other type of influence okay. on it right. but like Just i wonder. said the scorpions on it for sure that's okay. definitely what that's definitely the vibe that i got out of it i i can't complain with that <laughs> can't complain at all so what we'll do is let me share the screen with you for the next set of songs and you tell me what you want to play next sir well all right I, I, how about um play uh love triangle and before you play it you know, a lot of people, you can kind of almost tell where they're from a lot of times by their music. For example, like the grunge, you could tell whether they probably came from that Seattle area or, mm-hmm. you know, like um, certain blues, you could say, oh, well, that they're probably from Austin, you know. But it, this is probably the closest thing that I have where I give you a taste of my demographic of New Orleans because it's like a funk rock. Um, but I don't want to put myself in a closed jar or closed room and limit myself just to that sound. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm gonna listen for influences too this time since you asked me. Uh, put me on the spot okay. now. I gotta know. There you go. <laughs> so I'm gonna mute us and play it. <laughs>
You love the sex, right? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love sex? <laughs> so that, that one I've heard, that song I've heard before, and I, I really like the song. And it, like you said, I'm sitting there listening because you, you asked me about influences and stuff. What do I hear out of it? That one is it's a funky kind of jazz tune. But again, like the Billy Joe, it just makes me think of Billy Joe. But what also it made me think of is the band The Talking Heads. You know, if you seen that movie Down and Out in Beverly Hills, that soundtrack mm-hmm. with yeah. the, this is not my wife. This is, you know, it makes me think of that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's got gotcha. this kind of 80s vibe mixed into it with a mixture of jazz and, and the funk and you, you know, of course, with the, the brass and instruments and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I tried to kind of have an infusion of like the funky meters and P funk, if that makes sense. New Orleans, Atlanta, you know. <laughs> It works. I, I love I love ragtime type of music. You don't hear that very often. Mm-hmm. And that, that wasn't ragtime but when Timothy Warner, but you but you bring that kind of flavor to it, you know, the the, the jazz mm-hmm. you associate like every cities have like certain areas. Like Atlanta's always gonna be kind of the, the hip hop scene, right? Mm-hmm. And Nashville is they considered country. And then New Orleans, right. you got the, the the jazz, the the Mardi Gras, Fun. the bands, right? Yeah. And then you get out into like um Austin's blues and Seattle grunge, yeah, grunge, so forth, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Pennsylvania's blues, all that area is kind of like the. It's just different. It's it's funny to listen to it, and then when somebody comes from that area and they're completely different than style that they're in, it's it's even cooler. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it's another way of kind of like showing. Um, There's certain people who are always have an impact in all of our lives, you know, mm-hmm. maybe different people for each person. And that's totally understandable. But these influences, um, just because they're an influence doesn't mean you copy them to a T. Right. You take the good parts or but but you still incorporate your own identity to it, you know, so um, it's it's impossible to not have some semblance of a sound on somebody else because we've all had influences you know? oh yeah well now I, I think i told you when i first started learning to play guitar because I, I can't read music what i would do is i would take the chord progressions from other songs and play them 
but I'd make my own songs out of them because I go, I don't know theory, but they do. So I'll just take their song chord progression and I'll write my own songs to it. I did that with the Eagles and George Strait and all the, all of it. So I I don't mind sound. I know some people, when you say, Oh, you can, you sound like this, they get aggravated a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you can't help it. You, you love certain music. It's going to come out whether you mean it to or not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's what everybody, I, I don't think that you, like you said, you're but you're not chase fame because I think that's what they, they look for is a new sound. Right. But there's really no new sound. You're just Mm-mm. influencing everything you got. So when you, when you think about like, like the, some of the songs I talk about like the, the talking heads and, and Billy Joe, they've got songs that will stand the test of time. And as mm-hmm. a artist or songwriter, you want to do the same thing. And that to me is one thing that like when I'm dead and gone, that's what I want to leave as a legacy is okay. My grandkids, my great grandkids and farther, farther down the line, they can put in a, a, a album or whatever the, that is at the time, you know, I know it won't be an album, but whatever it is, whatever media it is, right. they can listen to it. And same thing with a podcast. Now they can listen to, to my voice and hear me talk. But like, so for the music, that's what I, that's what I want to leave. Right, right. I'll be dead and gone before anybody actually pays probably attention to it, but still it's there. <laughs> so as crazy as you're saying all of that, I'm listening not to respond, but just to hear. But then I swear I heard this little kid, that's Uncle Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> See, and it's funny you say that my, my niece who lives here, she says her her friend in Mississippi know my band. I'm like, really? Oh, yeah, they know who you are. It's like that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. I got. I guess they play in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you say that. I was actually in Mississippi a few months ago, and somehow, oh, oh, I was wearing one of my rock shirts. So it has like all the iconic rates of classic rock from the eighties and some from the seventies and whatnot. And so it's always a conversation piece. The the I get people that come up to me all the time with, oh, I love your shirt. And and next thing you know, we start talking music, you know, and they're like, oh, I remember this song from that group. And then some of times they'll start singing, you know, and I love that because look, we just broke down a wall. Most people who are scared to meet strangers, new people in their life and all of that, that just killed all that. And now look, and you'd be surprised at how much synergy you have with that total stranger, you know, <laughs> but um, after talking about that, um, one thing led to another and, and then, uh, this one particular lady, she found out that I was an artist. So, um, she says, are you on Spotify? And I'm like, yeah. She says, what's your name? So I told her my name and she types it in and she says, I'm already following you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, cool, cool. You know, <laughs> See that so, is, but you know, yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I see. I don't have like the rock shirts. I, I always like to get like funny shirts that are inappropriate. And mm-hmm. I, 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 every time I go on vacation or go somewhere, I always get a shirt. And my kids, when they were babies, I had to kind of when they started learning to read, I had to stop. Because, <laughs> for example, I, I had a shirt that says "Smile if you take it in the ass." And as soon as you walk down the street, you know people start reading it, and they start smiling, and they're like, "Oh!" And then it, <laughs> then the conversation starts. Like, "Oh, I know." Okay. <laughs> That's, and then my yeah. wife says, you can't wear that around the kids no more. 
Um, I got a friend that he used to always shop at Spencer's Gifts, mm-hmm. and it's one of his favorite shirts. And it's it's really, I mean, on one hand it's corny, on the other hand, it just depends on how you're wired. It's hilarious, but it said one night stand, and it said one night stand on the. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've got a shirt. I think the last funny shirt I got is a is a is a uh, Dotson like one of those wiener dogs dressed mm-hmm. in uh like a like a dom like a dominatrix, and it says mm-hmm. my wiener likes it rough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, at, at the end of the day, man, we're just all people, man. We're on its journey, and uh, you know, it, it. You you talked about what legacy you would like to leave, and. It's, I think part of me says, yeah, it'd be cool that a lot of people can tap in and hear my songs and listen to them like them, whatever. But I think the biggest legacy I'd like to leave is that um, leading by example and showing or creating a way that more people can help other people to mm-hmm. have a more enriched life just because, you know, you come together. It's the old saying, dream Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, My wife so, says that all the time. That's got to be know, a military. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where it started originally, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's used in corporate circles. It's used in a lot of different circles. But, you know, let's stop working against each other and and, mm-hmm. and help. Like you you offered your services in, or in, in more than one capacity throughout this interview. And, and I so applaud you for that. And if there's any way I can help you in return, we have back channel where, you know, we can communicate by phone or by Facebook, whatever. Um, but but you'd be surprised. I, I, I'll give you an example. And I know we're getting close to the end, but there's a new business that opened up in home of Louisiana called Rockstars of tomorrow. It's now become a franchise model mm-hmm. to where they're, they're not your typical music outlet because they do a little bit of everything under one roof okay and they got into a jam one thing led to another i was able to make a few phone calls and help them get out their jam by providing a person that could give them the service they needed and that just warms my heart man hey somebody thought maybe i could help them out and i could that's what was cool i was able to help them out you know it's not to get a star in return or anything like that but you know, you do that to enough people and you're going to be surprised that somebody out of the blue is going to come help you out mm-hmm. and somebody out of the blue is going to come help you out. And it so, you know, the reap what you sow kind of thing, you know, um, beautiful. That's why I always say patience is a virtue. You know, that's mm-hmm. it couldn't be more true because that's what it is, is, is you're, you're you're helping to help. Right. And you're not helping yeah. to like get other stuff, but you're making those contacts. You're making those, those connections. And one day, like you said, you may come across something because you, you mentioned like that as, as taking it around. And I think that's so cool because I have a Georgia reach. I would love to just like go everywhere. When I get older, I, I've thought about like getting a bus and driving or camper and doing interviews on the road, just driving and having people come to me. I don't know how my mm-hmm. wife will think about that, but <laughs> you know, that that's another, that's a story from another, another time. But th- the fact that you're doing that, because it's, there's so much competition out there. And I think sometimes songwriters, they, a, they, they're in their head too much and they're they're They don't want to, they don't want to rock the boat and they don't want to feel like they're pushing themselves on other people. And I get that, 
But at the same time, if you're not promoting yourself, if you're not taking the chance, like, Hey, yeah, I'll do that. You know, then you're, you're going to miss the boat, right? You just are, because that's not, unfortunately, the way you want to get heard is that the loudest person always gets hurt. Right. But that doesn't right. mean to be hateful, be rude. You still be nice and you still help each other. Right. You know, and if mm -hmm. you think by being being a dick is, is the best way to do it, I'm telling you, it's not. You know, you'll you'll get so mm -hmm. far, and then you won't get any farther. Right. So help help your other fellow people, and do it because you want to. I mean, if right. I get it, sometimes people come to you, and it's like they want you to help them, and honestly, they need more help than what you're able to give them. You know, right. put it put it in a nice way. Maybe they're not at a situation where you can say, yeah, here, go listen to this person because they're not there yet. And right. they get mad. And I always tell when you're taking criticism, you're in a business where whether you're making money or you're not, you're still getting critiqued by everybody because they're listening to, to you. They're going to like you. They're going to hate you. They're going to love you. It, it, you're going to have different ranges from everybody. And it's, mm -hmm. And you just got to realize that's part of it. You know, Johnny, people don't, not everybody love Johnny Cash. He didn't care. Right. Just, just be you. And, you know, I don't worry about what people think because if someone throws shade on me and I know I never, ever wake up with the intent to injure anyone in any way, whether it's their feelings, their heart or some other aspect of their body. Right. So, it, it, if I have a pure intent that, hey, look, I'm just going to wake up today, I'm going to smile. And hopefully I can get that same reaction from whoever I cross in the path of today's adventures. And that's it. So if somebody says anything bad about me, basically it's telling me, hey, look, they're more than likely just projecting and showing you who they really are. Just walk away. Now, I know you want to paint them up and everything. <laughs> I got some extra paint if you need it. But no, I'm not trying to paint nobody. I'll paint their house, but. Hopefully not for long, you know. Right, and that's that's just the redneck side of me. My wife has helped me, and I'm I'm 45 <laughs> years old, and I've I've learned a lot in that time period. But I mean, I'm still like everybody else. You know, you, you get that need. I get that knee jerk reaction, and she's there. And I tell you what, a woman will either calm you down or ag you on worse than anybody else. Oh yeah. I've seen it work both ways. My like, wife wow, she a, really got him off the ledge. Oh um, wow, she really got him, got his butt kicked because she <laughs> I always tell the plane. Uh, I always tell my wife, you're that you're the owner with the pit bull on the leash. It's up to you what you want to do with it. You want to rub my belly and calm me down, or you're gonna let me loose. <laughs> so if you're not giving me treats, I know you really wanted to see me, you know, throw that up. <laughs> I remember she just wanted me to get my ass whooped. So she's like, see, you need to stop that. You're too old. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so we haven't, you want to listen to one more song before I let you go? Sure. Um, well, let's right. take time for a change because that kind of really hamster wheel is almost like a, a uh, side B to hamster wheel. I mean, to uh, time for a change. Okay. So I'm going to again, mute us and play time for a change. of thoughts and sweet 
I've heard that one. I really like that song too. You write all these like deep, meaningful songs, right? With great stories and and want to change the world. I I, I like that. I can't ever do that, but I like it. <laughs> My not well, change the world. A, <laughs> I don't have a messianic complex, but what I just have is an innate desire that I would just love to see certain little factions change and. The only way that happens is it has to happen on an individual level. I, my life did change, so I changed how I started thinking and doing things. You know, when I did that, I became a whole different person. The whole world changed. I started attracting different people in my life, you know. And you play air drums really well. <laughs> hey, man. You know, I, I, I'll give a shout out. My, my boy, Doug Below, he is such a beast on drums. He's played with a lot of great musicians and He's probably on over 400 recordings. No lie. Yeah. That's, and so, you know, I love Dougie, man. He's, he's a beast. <laughs> he's, that was a really good drum beat from that. That is, is a good one. And of course, the solo, again, it makes me think of Scorpion. I, as an 80s guitar solo with a wind machine and blowing his long hair, <laughs> playing guitar. <laughs> well, we don't got older, so we don't have that long hair anymore. <laughs> I used to say, I don't mind it turning gray, just don't turn it loose. What happened? It had both of them. They said, right. hey, we're friends. <laughs> I just have to grow my beard long now and let it blow my beard because it's not going to blow the top of my head anymore. <laughs> or, or you get some crazy nose hairs or ear hairs blowing. You know? <laughs> uh, mind my eyebrows. My wife says my eyebrows. I even go to when I get my hair cut. The, the lady asks me every time, you want me to cut your eyebrows? I'm like, why? They're very, very bushy. <laughs> And then she does, and you can see the hair falling. Holy crap, that was pretty bushy eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Gino, thank you for coming on, sharing with us with everything you got. I appreciate everything. In closing, I'll just say the reason why I tell a story in my songs is um, it, if my life has meaning, my, my work will have meaning. And Pink Floyd being my predominant influence, they always told a story or had a concept, you know, and so. I'm following that that trail per se. Pink Floyd was my dad's favorite band. He just he loved Pink Floyd. And I would listen to him and I can appreciate the music, but it's like when you put in a tape, like the old days you had a tape you put in uh even four albums, you can't any albums you couldn't either, but you couldn't skip forward, right? There was no skipping. So when you put in a tape, you didn't know where the songs began and end. It was like one long session of music. Right. And it was right. now as I look back on it. When I was a kid, I didn't understand it. Now I kind of do. And it's like the, the art artistic value that they have and the way they set stuff up. It's, it was, it's still influenced like yourself influences people still to this day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And that's all well, I, I appreciate you having me on this show again. Of and course. Uh, we'll, we'll probably end up doing it again in the future. I'm sure. And you're more than welcome to. I tell everybody that you are more than welcome to come back. It's not a lie. I like, you want to come talk to me? come talk to me now you may have a harder time getting in than you know when we first started this but i can still get you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i had a waiting list of about two or three months on this oh one. man if i could i don't know if it'll show you or not on here but let me see because it may be too much bright uh i don't know if you can see the camera yeah, everything yeah. everything in purple is something purple. i gotta do <laughs> i got what two days that on this whole calendar that i don't have something to do Wow. Two days. So <laughs> it, it, I'll get you people in. I promise you, it just takes time. But Gino, before I let you go, brother, tell everybody where they can find you, all your social media, all the, all that stuff. 
Well, I, I am on all the streaming platforms that you can name and think of, but I'm actually in the process within the next week, I'm going to launch a new website and I'm also going to be on an app. So um, people can either go to iHeartRadio or Amazon and, you know, if they want to buy the song and um, think about it like this. If I'm asking you $1.99 for a song, you really dig it, you groove into it. Hey, that $1.99 is going to last a lot longer than that $6 you spent on a cup of coffee at Starbucks for 15 minutes gratification. So and it won't, yep, yeah. and it won't, it won't give you the runs. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, hope it I mean, I, I, I used to know a band called uh, Funk Dudo and the Funkerettes, but that's another story for the next interview. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so um, uh, they can find me. If you Google the name, it, it'll give you a plethora of places where you can find me. Okay. Or if you just go to Spotify, Pandora, whatever, YouTube. Perfect. Uh, Gino, well, until next time, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I'll let you know before it's released. I'll put your songs in New Music Monday. I'll start. I think I got some okay. that you sent to me. Uh, I'll have to look to see which. I think you're actually... I don't know if you're coming up or not on the the weekly count countdown, but way I normally do it anyway is when your episode release, I'll bump you forward anyhow. So okay. I'll, I'll look and see. I mean, I, I've got literally, I can show you my list. I've got 340 songs that need to be played, and I've got you get four each week. So <laughs> <laughs> I and understand. I, I think I add 12 each week too. So the math it keeps going. Yeah. Well, but, uh, thank you again. I appreciate everything, and and I hope you continue to have fun in your journey, brother. Absolutely. And like I said, when you're in in Georgia, like I said, or any other states, if you really, really, if you start getting to where you need people or you want to look, um, I'm sure I can help you find some. And Georgia, if you don't want me, I got other people in Georgia too. I'll throw their names in as well. Don't think I won't call you on that, brother. Trust me on that. I, 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 I don't say it for if I don't mean it. So that's why I said, come yes, on down. Thank you, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Have a great day. All right, everybody. This is Georgia Songbird, and that was Gino Gilbert. See you, Gino.